taking your emails and taking your calls. Ignorant and uninformed. Good time. It's been a while. Yeah. It has been. It has been indeed. It's feels a little funky. I don't know. Feels you okay? Weird. I feel I do. I know. You gonna be okay? Funny? It's okay. I'll Is just it? put some cream on it. Is it okay? <laughs> yeah. yeah. Hey everybody, welcome back to Ignorant Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We're coming to you from beautiful Keystone, Colorado, here in Consensual Studios at Five Four Five Productions. I am joined, as always, by our beautiful hosts. I know I've used that one before. Oh, come on! I got a better one than that. Dude, we transcendental be- hosts, Mister Mister Jeff Watson. <laughs> I like it, Mister Max Sarakistan Sarak. What if I just wanted to be beautiful? You are beautiful. Thank you. No matter. Well. Are they exclusive? Yeah, beautiful. Yes. You can't be beautiful, Andy. Like James Blunt. No. Isn't that a song? Mm-hmm. Beautiful. It's true. And I'm Ben Hollywood Whitmore. And this is Ignorant and Uninformed, un- uninformed, but we take your topics and turn them into our show. But we also have to introduce our special in-studio guest. You know him. You love him. Mr. Tony Madonna. I know this is consensual studios, but I did not consent to any no, of this. No, you consent by entering in. This is, that's mm-hmm. the way this works, buddy. <laughs> that's a yes. Uh, and we also have very in-studio guest, uh, Sophie Doggo. Doing great. I believe is Sophia? Is the third. That's full name. Just Sophie. Just Sophie. The She's third chilling. pup. <clears throat> is, yeah, we've had several pups mm-hmm. hanging out. And I'm pretty sure that one's still breathing, but just, just hanging she out. She might have expired. A lump with a cute little bandana. Oh, oh she's God. good. We'll post a picture <laughs> on the tweeters or something, maybe. <laughs> hey, everybody. <laughs> well, we need a topic. That's right. We take your topics and turn them into our show for 30 minutes of uninterrupted podcasting. A gold. And Max is going to tell you how you can get a hold of us, how you can be part of the process. You can be part of the process in lots of ways. You can twank us on the Twitters, at Ig and Un. You can hit us up on the Facebooks, uh, if that's your thing. Become a friend of the show and message the show your topic. You can press the Topics button on the website. Or you can email us, topics at ignorantanduninformed.com. And get your topic to us. Questions make the best ones. And then, uh, you know, as a show of, of our appreciation to you helping in this, our creative process, we then send you a free T-shirt and a haiku about dicks. And, uh, yeah, that's what you get. I forgot I'm not supposed to put this on my lap. Is God it burning it. your testicles? You're going to ruin it. It's, it's going to... Yeah, it's going to kill your, my swimmers. Your sperm count <laughs> is dropping. That's okay. No, it's just because I don't want to wiggle anything like I did last time. So Ooh. I just forgot. Anyway, keep, keep, please. With your dancing legs. I was done, man. Oh, now we're done. It's just time Great. To well, grab. now we need a topic. Uh, yeah, it's just draw the goddamn topic. Tony, do you me. want to draw a topic? Oh, sure. <laughs> Prereq, you have to read on this show. Right. Sophie, you can read it. <laughs> yep. Oh, that's so cute. Oh, She's dangerous people. Oh, no. Jesus. <laughs> Hot damn, stream of consciousness. Isn't All right. It? Let's do it. This is from Jay. Of oh, course shit. it is. Okay. God damn it, Jay. No, thank you for the topic, Jay. Yes. Thank you for the topic, Jay. But the novella. You. Thank you. Can you read it? Oh, I can now. <laughs> Just give me a minute. <laughs> yeah, that's cool. You process it. There's a couple in there that are pretty, I think there's one or two extensive. more. So, yeah. So, if you're, if you're new long. to the show, just in case you Thanks. don't know, yeah. The, the, these topics are not read beforehand. That's the whole uh, idea, is that we literally draw it out of the bowl and we talk about it for 30 minutes, no matter what it is. We've drawn 
tea tags with inspirational quotes on them. <laughs> we've drawn fortune cookies. True we've story. drawn uh, graph paper. We've drawn uh, like shit written on cocktail napkins. True story. It's you know it's just various, however however the topics get to us. Various people stationed. The idea, yeah, we're are surrounded by uh, honestly topics uh, on nothing the wall. is uh, off limits. I mean, I know. Uh, yeah. I mean, at this point, if we if we haven't reached that threshold, I don't know that it exists. Of like, I refuse. Okay, I think. Are you I'm ready, ready to give this a shot? I think so. <laughs> Tony? All right. Weeding out, weeding out like some of the time? some of the stuff. But this is from Jay, and he asks, "Do you consider auto automating our lives to be statistically motivated for improvement or an expression of human laziness? Is there uh, a point where using technology to reduce human error, quote unquote?" becomes counterproductive or dangerous. Automation advances us technologically, but are there social negative effects? Okay. Now, I'm yes. kind of curious what you cut out, because that's like... A bunch of examples. <laughs> Fair enough. Um, like self-driving cars, something... Uh, a 737 crashed due to a faulty sensor. Gotcha. Okay. Um, that kind of automation leading to dangerous gotcha. and societal gotcha. okay. stuff like that. Okay. Um, cool, man. Well, you can't make an omelet. You know what I mean? Without breaking, breaking a few some eggs. heads. You can. I've actually seen an automated robot that makes omelets. But he still has to you break, had to break eggs. eggs. Just saying. Someone has to do oh, I got broken you. eggs. So I'm just saying technology cannot advance <clears throat> without a few faltering steps. This is true. You know what I mean? There's there's that classic like the air the, all the the the, uh, the uh, experimental aircraft that you know try with the the twelve wing twelve bike wings plane. Yeah, oh, like, oh the bike oh we're plane. going way back. Okay. Yeah, I'm just I saying. Like, you meant like, recently. I'm like to Jesus. invent the the airplane, there had to be a lot of failure before success. And I would argue that's not because of laziness. <laughs> yeah. No, it's, it's, a, it's like a For... fully automated world is not going to be perfect. And we're in that weird, awkward, like, stumbling, like, weird prototype phase of a lot of these technologies as they yeah. they come forward. This is true. I'm all for it. It's the classic Wally paradox, though, because if, if we become too reliant on technology, then we can't do anything ourselves. And then if the technology ever fails and or turns on us, I guess this is more of a Terminator type situation. <laughs> Not uh, I mean, it is now. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> then, uh, you, know, you know, then it's like there's certainly the... Uh, the uh, there's, I mean, it's one of those classic. Exi- it's 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 a classic theme, I think, explored in in modern cinema and books and things like that as well. Absolutely, the creation overtaking the creator. Going back to Shelley's Frankenstein, right? Like the maybe I actually just have that. I just grabbed that book. Oh yeah, off my parents' bookshelf. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Because I was like, I need a new piece of fiction to read, and I haven't, I haven't ever. Yeah. She wrote that book when she was, like, 17 or something? Yeah. Fucking crazy. Mm-hmm. I mean, wow. granted, most people left lived to about 35, so she was she was middle-aged at that point. <laughs> Fair. Not not quite, but you know what I'm saying. Fair. Still quite accomplished uh, uh, at a very young age. Yes. I believe one of the Charlotte Bronte maybe was kind of the same. Ooh, I don't a know. A contemporary of, of uh, Mary Shelley and, like, wrote. Pride and Prejudice, or one of the Bronte sisters, whoever wrote. No, it was Jane Austen. Jane but... Austen. Sorry, the Bronte. Uh, Wuthering Heights, Church, right? The Bronte Heights was Emily Bronte, I believe. Charlotte and Charlotte, I think did Emily. 
Yeah. Anyway, now Gretchen? we're talking about books. I don't know. What are we even talking about anymore? I don't, I don't know. even know. Would you? So okay, self-driving cars. Let's start there. <laughs> from Frankenstein <clears throat> to from Mary Shelley to self-driving cars. Okay, what do you? Oh, like there's start? certainly I'm a margin pro, of error. I'm pro certainly self-driving, self-driving cars. cars. I don't want to have to drive. Yeah, mm-hmm. I mean, I know. Right. So it's sort of like Ben it's when you were talking Uber about is. going through the awkward phase. Like I've. Sort of like when you grow out your hair, right? Like, yeah. there's just various stages of development where, like, shit is awkward. Whether we're talking about growing out your hair or self-driving cars and technology, <laughs> there's there's some rough patches. Right. Like a robot that'll feed your baby but ends up punching a, you know, your mechanical baby in the face. In the face. <laughs> You've seen the, you know, or like the one that's supposed to do a simple task like put ketchup on the, on the hot dog and, you know, it just ends up putting the whole bottle on because it squeezes it too hard yes because it doesn't have the reasoning capability yet and that's where the technology i think fails like you can certainly we we know how to program things to do simple tasks but it's that like reasoning aspect that's still developing and that's the the problem with self-driving cars too is that they you know it's it's also the uh what is it the the train paradox right like that a that a human can barely make a good decision. Sure. Is it okay to kill one person to save 10? Yeah. Yeah. You know what I mean? And then like, okay, so what is, it's mitigating disaster. But as soon as you take that decision out of human hands and put it in a robot's hands, a lot of people have a problem with that because suddenly like the robot has to make that decision and reason and there's and where it's but, more, it's ambiguous. But see, it's not because that, rogro- that robot at this point was programmed to do this. I was going to say things. we gave it parameters, so it's not making a choice; it's right. following its instructions. That's radically different, right? Well, I guess what what they're doing is they're, but it's they're they're machines that learn. It's AI. It's essentially like it's not not free thinking like you or I. But, but it comes to a point where there is a choice being yeah, it, made. Yeah, it's given A value given judgment. Sets. Yeah, it's like, is and it Y it or makes X? A judgment. It doesn't say, in this situation, <clears throat> I will do A or B. It's like, given these kinds of choices and these kinds of situations presented with new information, it's going to reason what to do, but it doesn't do it well at this point. Well, I think anytime can't. we try to reduce human error, as the question said, yeah. produces mechanical error. Mm-hmm. So there's error regardless. It's whether you want to put it on humans or mechanics, I guess. It's, right. You're just trading is it, off. Is it okay, easier? we take it out of the human's hands, but you still have the idea of error, like you said. Yeah. You know, the ketchup going everywhere, <laughs> feeding a baby and punching it in the face, right. and self-driving car driving off the road. Like, there's – people can do that, but also the mechanics, the, technolo- the technology can also do the exact same things. I mean, I'd feel safer so. on a highway full of robot cars than people – Car driving, oh, absolutely. I mean, I and I think I, really? I think it's easier. Absolutely, to absolutely. Interesting. Robots don't sneeze. Yeah. Robots don't, don't know, stare man. at their phones when they're driving. If things go, robots don't get drunk and drive. Yeah. But but I feel like if there's a failure, it's like it's going to be a catastrophic. catastrophic failure. Like it's not just like oh, but there's minor. catastrophic with humans. I was going to say too, I'm so. okay with that. <clears throat> I like okay. those odds. But like, can a robot? Like, okay, imagine everyone self-driving cars coming up I-70 from Denver to, you know. Probably a lot fewer wrecks than there are now. Do you think so? Like, Swifter, absolutely. Swifter traffic, but too. there are elements about that weather? are, like, out of the control. Like, yeah, like weather. like Out like, of our control as well. Can the car, like, will the car do better on ice than 
a human. Than a human. If yes. it was programmed to, why wouldn't it? It would do flawlessly on ice. Yes. As opposed to us. <laughs> I think so. If it so. was programmed. Like, I think so. Because it would follow its instructions, right? Like it wouldn't. There You're not going to get a robot driving like 70 ice, on ice like people do now. Yeah. Period. And you also wouldn't, like the robot will not become <clears throat> afraid of conditions. And the get robots, aggressive. Yeah. <laughs> will not get aggressive. Uh, it won't if be we, distracted. If we program it right. Well, if we program it, aggressive. Hit the button. <laughs> Aggressive mode. <laughs> yeah, right. Like all Over those. Fuck these other guys. Yeah. Like, there won't be emotions involved well, I think when if, driving. True. Oh, and there will be no excitement to get to a place. Yeah. I, I feel like if we got to a point where the car could be more aware of other cars. Which I think we're getting point, there, right? I think they're close. Like that almost like all the cars are like networked together. And then I think. You I could see. solve things like traffic. You could, mm-hmm. you know, like that. We're like all going to drive up in the same yeah. Wi-Fi yeah. kind of thing. Yeah, like, and then you, you know, it it knows that. Oh, I've got a hundred. There's some system. Cyberdyne it has some <laughs> system that says the oh, car there's cloud. A, like, there's more on eastbound traffic than than normal. So I'm gonna, you know, everything's gonna sure like slow down, and then it, but it can like track like in an ideal world, it can track those things far better than us and you know, start staggering other lights like incoming from Keystone and other towns and, you know, and start accounting for those kinds of things and say, okay, well, I have to keep this lane clear for local traffic. So everyone's not waiting for the highway to keep opening. And yes, the five or six G network of things, probably like eight G by the time we get there. So much cancer. So much G. Does that all the G's, all the G's and cancers. Um, I don't know, man. I like, yeah, it's it's. I think it's a bit of it's it's the dream, right? That everything's automated. But is it? Hasn't that always been the dream of technology? That it's gonna make our lives better. Yeah. And why like, else will we use it? But objectively, does it? Has it? It depends. Or is that just a myth we I like know, to man. tell? That like, oh, the answers are in technology. It depends. Well, I, I mean, think... I was just I listened to an NPR and they were discussing how like ATM machines being able to mobile order on. You know, like at Starbucks, how those have actually have negative effects on us. Yeah. You think on, it'll make you happier. On the, on the person? Yes. That's doing the order. Yes, the you? customer. You think it's better, but it's not. Because the whole idea, and we've talked about this, Max, what we think is going to make us happy doesn't. Right. Because we're not good judges of that. No. So we all think having ATM machines and mobile app, it's good, but it's not. Because you take away the human element where right. it's nice to talk to someone. You know? That's why I've always loved going to the bank to deposit yeah. a check for yeah. no good reason. Yeah. It's just I like You have a chat the with bank. the teller, whatever. And you come Even if away it's just like, hi, thank you. That's it? Yeah. If that's it, I, yeah. for some reason, enjoy it. That's enough interaction today. Fair enough. <laughs> I mean, hey. Automate. Yeah. No, I, I agree. And, like, well, that's the thing. Like, microwaves were supposed to save so much time when they came out. But, like, TV, dinner, you know, all of these yeah. things are supposed to be saving so much time. But nobody seems to have much time. And we just fill it with other garbage. Some yes. people. We fill it with more technology garbage. Yes. But so. also, too, automating the whole system. Because um, he also said, like, is it does it improve or is it also an expression of human laziness? Which the one thing that came to my mind was once you automate, quote unquote, like uh, checkout stands at the grocery store. Mm-hmm. That makes you more productive as a shopper than <laughs> having somebody swipe it for you. Well. But it goes back. It's true. But it's also like, what do we do with the workforce that's being that's unemployed? Absolutely. Because, because you know, of automation. Yeah. You know, and that's the thing is that through this last election cycle, and certainly uh, when our orange lord and master was elected, you know, it was all about 
uh, our fact jobs going other places, right, to other countries. But like the reality is, those jobs went to machines, mm-hmm. and automation is a huge reason for a lack of of jobs. And so it's going to be a problem in the sense that we're going to have to figure out a way to stabilize. The economy. Yeah, the economy. Well, it'll be something of a learning curve, too, is that workforce doesn't go into those automated jobs now. They go into fixing the automations. But that's a learning curve as far as figuring the technology side out of being able to fix said things. Yeah. <clears throat> yeah, yeah, yeah. Because you still have to have people building. Well, not building necessarily. They build Robots themselves. build them, too. They build themselves. Um, but somewhere, some doubt. But when the, the robot line, that builds the other robot mm-hmm. breaks down, is there a robot that knows how to fix that? Of robot, somewhere, somewhere down the line, humans have to fix or build something. Right. There's, And I think there's always that, like, I think for a long time, anyway, there's going to need to be that, like, level of just supervision, you know? Like, like the, I mean... Jeff, you're probably a great example of this. Like those video games at your arcade, they they essentially, as long as they are turned on, mm-hmm. they're supposed to just kind of yeah work run themselves. But right? yes. but they, it requires they have hiccups, yes. a level of supervision because mm-hmm. you don't have a video game that fixes other video games. God, you know I wish. I mean? I'll but I'll be <laughs> the first robot. to buy one of those. Where's Wally? A robot yeah. handyman. To yeah, Wally no, you're just right. cruising around. You're right. It. It's so not it's a like, perfect system, but yeah, you know. So at some point, well, like I've always had this dream of like a fully automated, with one person, you could run like the McDonald's in Idaho Springs, right? Like just there's a machine that's probably just faster than faster and more efficient, like taking the orders, processing the orders. We're at a point where like, a but phone... where will the checks work? I don't know. <laughs> the ch- it's all Czech people, or it used to be. I don't know. Anymore. Oh, yeah. It's so funny. Like, exactly. <laughs> the turnover there seems to be like every other month, then it's a new country. It must be a great place to work. <laughs> yeah. It's like H2B visa. Heaven. <laughs> I don't know. Like, but yeah, it's like one time I went in there, and it was like all people from Japan. At one time, it was like all, like you said, Czech, pe- like mm-hmm. uh, Russian mm-hmm. uh, folks. Latvian. Or- Latin, mm-hmm. Yeah, you know, one of those. Maybe they just hang out for a month countries. and they're here for vacation and they go home. Peace Maybe, out, get man, a job. Just like go get a get a quick job. I don't buy know. Buy some blue jeans and go home. Or yeah. they're they yeah. head to American McDonald's dream. corporate. I don't know. See the new American dream. Mm-hmm. Come here, get some blue jeans, get the fuck out, and leave. GTFO. Get out while you can. They probably are not too uh, sad to go back. Sometimes maybe they are. I don't know. Who knows? Seems, seems I'd like, be bummed if, if I moved I, to another country and lived in fucking Idaho Springs. Sorry, Idaho yeah, Springs. Sure. Unless you want really good meth, because that, <laughs> you know, that barbecue joint was alright. The barbecue joint was excellent, and I will go back. And Bojo's is there, so you're right. The that's OG it. Bojo's. Bojo's. Do they have a lunch buffet? I mean, Bojo's? I'm just saying. I think they're open for lunch. I've seen Bojo's that do have lunch buffets. Oh, interesting. Oh, I've never seen Bojo's. another Bojo's. Oh, yeah, they exist. Yeah. Oh. There's one in like Arvada. Oh. Yeah. yeah. Down, in, down in Denver, for those of you who don't know. The, <laughs> the immediate area which we're talking mm-hmm. about. Idaho Springs mm-hmm. is a little tiny old west town like halfway between here and Gold Denver. mining town. Gold mining The town, gold yeah. diggers. The Argo mine is Argo there. mine. Still my favorite, man. And, and the yes. high school <laughs> diggers. The fucking the gold diggers. Uh-huh. Clear Creek. And it's right by I-70. Clear so Creek High have, School. Have you ever driven by on a game night? No, no uh, actually. It's fucking dope. It's oh, so I bet. Cool. I've been stuck in traffic, and I got to watch like almost a whole quarter <laughs> of football. Like, they were, they were, they were, God, they were terrible. Any footballs they just come terrible. flying into traffic? No, but they said like errant, errant, like field goal attempts will will go out on or the punts. Highway. Wow, that's <laughs> a bad kick. They've lost a few yeah. balls. Oh, I'm sure. 
That is a bad, bad shank. Mm-hmm. Yeah, man. Mm-hmm. Oh, I mean, there's another thing. Going to sports, automating yeah. the referee system is a thought. Jesus, is a rough week. How would they do that? Like True Again, story. like there's some judgment calls there that I just don't think computers will ever will i mean it would certainly they will be able to eventually but. well haven't they tried to use it to call balls and strikes in baseball and they were like fuck uh, this we're not doing it i think they did i think I you're right they're I using it when. i know they had a system but i don't know if they actually <clears throat> use it well i mean all the broadcasts on tv right like but it's never yeah it's not what it, the official, official is right yeah i think like, in japan clearly. they might use it though interesting okay. to call balls and strikes you might be right <laughs> Those Japanese. Well, it's like a, it's like a camera, like that's set yeah. up, and it, oh, yeah. it has like like uh, what do mm-hmm. they call yeah. it? Like the, the, yeah. They can check the speed, radar. And all that other yeah. radar. Thank you. And uh, you know, it's like they they can, and there's some kind of do they? It's just like it's looking at the video of the ball, and it like it knows what the parameters are for a strike zone or something mm-hmm. based on yeah. the size of the, the size of the bat. I mean, every game that you watch has that. On the TVs, right? But then they're using that like as a tool to. Call. It doesn't match up well, with what like, the guy actually calls. Well, that's exactly, <laughs> not all the time. Uh, Back exactly. before in you know in before the days of instant replay, right? Like where the no shit. The, the, um, the the refs use that uh, to to you know What's check always... from multiple angles if a player steps out of bounds or if they you know, and even then they fuck it up sometimes. Down. Oh yeah, all the time. And then you can like now they have the challenge and you know you can and even then they fuck it up yeah right and you're just like, you see what the do you it. see what the common denominator between all these things people are? <laughs> fucking it up <laughs> but I guess yes. yeah I, I guess so I would at argue some point even we just have to accept our robot overlords rulings you have to accept their errors over ours because there's going to be errors regardless right and I yep. think a lot of people uh, like you know don't trust that they don't trust the machine's judgment but is it any really is it is it in many cases, it's probably better than human judgment because it takes yeah, out the emotional like said, factor. Yeah, mm-hmm. they, like Max said, and it's data like interpretation. The That's exception it, of the, right? the... I mean, it's like iRobot. He does that whole thing, the yeah. the statistical analysis of she has eleven percent to live, and you have like thirty percent. So but it's a you. child. But I'm just saying that I agree. Kill yeah. the kill the child. I'm fine <laughs> every time. Yeah, every I, time. Yeah. Yeah, no, I think there's something hard about an emotionless view of the world that a lot of people find difficult to take out of the yes, equation. Yeah, to take out of the equation. Very foreign because we have emotions, we have emotions and they are why we do things. Into, yeah, yeah. Right. Like that's the problem. But like the robots probably don't have we're pro- hopefully we don't program them with our biases, right? That's mm-hmm. where things get super gnarly because like there is no there shouldn't be an exceptionality bias in robots whereas um you know statistically speaking everyone thinks they're a better driver than they actually are like yes right right so like judgment happens yeah yeah but again like the philosophical the trolley problem the trolley paradox is like if objectively if if it was five humans versus one human you switch the track and the one person dies there's no way to avoid zero all of them there's no way to stop the trolley right so you, someone has to die so what is that some net game like what is that what what you know like obviously reason would dictate well you kill the one person and to save the five or you know whatever but then you start changing the parameters right what if the one is a child is a baby right and the other five are adults or they're old people or they're 
cancer, terminal cancer patients. Like, you know, then, then what is that judgment? Humans can barely make that decision. <laughs> well, humans will also not know that if there's a speeding trolley going down. They're like, oh, there's like, well, these are cancer a, survivors. A, that, that baby's a ticking time bomb. As like, a philosophical <laughs> exercise, I think my point stands. Ah, okay. Yeah. All right. So, like, you, you're aware of these Basically factors. making those judgments and those emotional calls. It's like the – or, like, you know, the whole, like, the – you can hit the button and something happens or but something else happens too by pushing the button like consequences yeah. butterfly what? effect what are those what? speak speak more on well there's another are... thing if robots get things wrong how do we how do they suffer consequences yeah. if any we unplug they, them they learn they learn and they adapt and they don't do it again like people maybe well i've read but like if a person does that what 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 happened to a person they get killed we put them in they, jail you know maybe in, in AI, they found that inherently we put biases into them without even knowing it. Of yep. course. Yep. So how do we have? We don't have any choice. Can can yeah. we? Yeah. How do we make it completely objective? Yeah. We when we ourselves are completely subjective, like beings. A, so again, this goes back to that whole idea of myth, like the myth of technology being able to save us, because. I mean, if it, is it really going to be that much better than us if it's it already has our flaws in it? No, isn't it just going yes. to exacerbate our flaws? I, I mean, I would assume as soon as the robot can, it'll kill us all because that's the logical thing to do. I mean, so this is why we have to program program it to be slightly illogical. <laughs> <Right>. <laughs> well, you could I go mean, with the 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 Isaac Asimov's three r- rules of robotics, right? What but, is it called? The three laws of robotics, I think. Okay, fair. Except that he was like a science fiction writer in the fifties, um, right? Damn commies. Well, no, but I'm just being like, there might be better three better laws than than the ones he came up with. Or do those laws require a D wish if they don't amendment yeah, right. list? <laughs> but if you don't no, know, no semicolons. So like the the ultimate like purely objective thing to remove all risk to humans, remove humans, right? That's right. What you're talking about. <laughs> right. Right. Like if we're trying to Absolutely. if you create a robot that's trying to uh you know preserve or or make you know the 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 sum of that equation has to be zero. So right? Like if you if that's what you program a robot to do, whether it's a self driving car or whatever, but a self driving car the way to reduce all ri- reduce all risk is to not drive a human around like that. Then, then sure. there you not go. Drive it all. Equation, right? like, <laughs> and what's the point or of the like self-driving kill car? the human and then you'll never make another error again. You'll just drive around by yourself and <laughs> it'll be fine. You so, have, there's no risk to humans. So, right. These are the logistics. So you gotta I be like, like, so you have to, to be addressed. But again, I guess you're putting in those biases of like, okay, given that you are going to take on some risk transporting a human Whatever you're going to do, your best not to kill them, <laughs> and go. I'm just saying it, it. I think we're there. I think we're there. We're just going to put Siri. <laughs> let Siri drive the car. Great. And uh, but the, then does the car treat the passenger as the highest order of human, and any human that gets in the way, whatever. <laughs> yeah, I got like my human there. Like, it, it would. Ha- I mean, to an extent, again, it would almost have to be in those biases of like, okay, it's all humans. I have to be aware of other. I have to not. I have to protect. You know, we're driving this person safely. All the other cars are going to drive their people safely, and we're all going to get there. Alive. Or how do you know that they? I mean, do they even take humans into consideration when they're programming these cars, or do they just program to get there without wrecking? You know, I, I think that's what their true. goal is: is that they wouldn't 
that you know it's basically like get from point A to point B without hitting anything. Yeah. And if that's like the basic, you know, thing, you you could end up with people getting whiplash because the car's flipping around too fast. That's or, true. You know, like slamming on the brakes real hard. Too many G's. You know? Yeah, you know, like, and then it's like, okay, so then you have to think, okay, it has to come to a stop at a certain rate of speed, unless it's like an absolute emergency, but what qualifies as an emergency? I don't know. It's a it's a can of worms, man. It's a Pandora's box. That it amendment really list just keeps going on mm-hmm. and on. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Right now. Mm-hmm. But who programs this? Universe, and this, you know. Right, ex- exactly. Exactly. Yeah, 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 yeah. Yes. Yeah. I don't know, man. I don't have the answers. I, I think... Is it a product of our own laziness? Sure, Absolutely. to an extent. Are we, I? Th- I think it's it's a testament to human ingenuity. To but in a way that is like let's do as little as possible. Well, I would I mean, say most efficient, not as all, little. Sure, isn't efficiency tech, isn't laziness. All technology, yeah. like inventing the wheel, making fire, like all of these things. These modern been, conveniences we well, enjoy. I mean, ha- aren't they all? Don't they all come from the same place? <laughs> right. Nah. So uh, laziness. No. This podcasting, where does podcasting fall into that? Uh, Someone I mean, invented podcasting. How? How was it's that? It's getting ideas laziness? out there it's to a, more people rather than having to travel it's a everywhere. Way to I don't yeah, think everything's like, laziness. I don't think so either. I think it comes down to efficiency. Medium. No, I think if you're going to make that argument, it's everything or nothing. Like, mm. I think you can make that argument for any bit of technology that we have advanced. Sure. Books. Like, it's for laziness, or it could be. Yeah, like I mean. Mm. Yeah, like the wheel. Like, or... I will agree with the wheel. I'm just saying I don't think everything is born out of laziness. To, to... no, it's it's okay. Yeah, it's born out of a desire for efficiency. I think that's. I think efficiency is way better term than lazy for most things. I, but yeah, like how do we get? Sure. How do we get this food twenty miles from here? Oh well, let's invent a wheel that rolls that goes way faster than us carrying it. That just makes more sense. We can move a lot faster. Sure. I don't know. So I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. <laughs> and uh, all your base are belong to us. Mm. Mm. Jeff, pro or con? I'm pro, but I think it does ruin us in some ways. Pro robots. Pro robots, but I think it's bad in some <laughs> it's, ways. It's going to end up like Terminator. So I think I, Wally is more it. likely than Terminator. Oh, more really? like Wally. Yeah. Absolutely. Okay. Hmm. Where we just kind of fuck the planet and then we become reliant on technology. I mean, I but laugh at how many there. people I've seen on electric oh, yeah. scooters instead of walking. I'm like, Jesus Christ. Jesus Christ. Maybe it, get but off a, my lawn. A, but it's the majority of those people like that? Given, I don't think so. I would say majority, but there may be a day. Well, look at us. We all stare at our screens all day. If there was a Speak hover yourself, chair that sir. could just go anywhere you want, well, good for you. Way to cut that umbilical cord. I, for one, welcome our robot overlords. Yeah, I, I mean, I just when I go back to Missouri and I see a bunch of fat people on scooters, I'm just like, dude, Wally is so ads. close. It's so close. <laughs> so close. Able-bodied some, people on scooters. We need those hover chairs, but we're never going to look up from our. Hover but then chairs. you have plenty of people in Colorado that still hike fourteen thousand feet. That's good. Yes, robot overlords, <laughs> possibly. Okay, someday. Not I don't know. Me. Your final thoughts, Jerry Springer. I am pro where we are now. Efficiency. All right. Well, hey, thanks for downloading and listening to Ignorant Uninformed, America's favorite podcast. We've been your host, Mr. Jeff Watson. Sex robots. Max Serac is Tan Serac. It's only sure. a matter of time. I am Ben Hollywood oh, Whitmore. That's here.
It's already there. It's just, you know, they're just going to get smarter and hotter. That's it. We'll be back next week with a brand new Epidose of Hottest Freshness all up in your grill. Make sure you check us out on Facebook, facebook.com slash ignorant and uninformed. Twank is on the Twitter at ig and un. Make sure you check out all the podcasts at ignorantanduninformed.com. Hit that submit a topic button while you're there and send us a topic. Questions make the best topics. We'll be back next week with a brand new Epidose of Hottest Freshness all up in your grill. Peace off.